Hey teachers, I'm Carly Walton and this is the Teach Music Online podcast, your number one resource for innovative online music teaching. In today's episode, I'm spotlighting another TMO member, Bonnie Seinhorst. I have been so impressed with Bonnie for a really long time as I've watched her incorporate a ton of new technology in her online teaching plus start incorporating weekly group lessons for her students since she's transitioned to being full-time online. She also not only teaches piano, but she teaches guitar online, violin, and ukulele. I felt like I could have talked to Bonnie for hours about her methods for teaching online, but we definitely got a lot in during this discussion. I know that you're going to find it so valuable and so fun just to hear how another successful teacher is incorporating tech methods and group classes into her lessons. Let's dive right in to my discussion with Bonnie. Welcome, Bonnie, to our Teacher Spotlight interview. It's great to have you here today. Thanks. Well, thanks for inviting me. You're welcome. I'm, I want to highlight all of the great things that you're doing in your studio with your students. So to start, tell us, tell us where you're located and what does your studio look like right now as far as um, students and online lessons and group and all that stuff? <laughs> sure. So I am in the Tampa, Florida area. I'm actually in Valrico. Um, I have a very large studio um, and I'm almost like 95 to 100. I've kind of lost count except for they're in, in my music staff. So um, I use that to, to manage it. Um, I have mostly piano students. However, I am, um, I'm a, clarinet player. I, I started out playing um, clarinet and piano as, as a child, and clarinet was kind of my main instrument. So I had a lot of clarinet students, and then we decided to move to Florida from Bismarck, North Dakota, and it just the, the whole area dynamic was different, and I could not get a clarinet student for anything, but the piano students came. And so I just, I just changed. I went, went with the flow and, and taught piano. Luckily, I, I did have a very strong piano background. Um, I was studying, you know, the same level um, piano repertoire as, as all of the piano majors um, and did a lot of accompanying in, in college. So um, it was a very natural transition. I'd always had both piano um, clarinet and, and, you know, some other random guitar. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Guitar and, and, and violin. Um, mostly because, um, violin was always the instrument I wanted to play and, um, never got to, uh, until college and, and then guitar, I just kind of picked up because I wanted to, I'm, I, I'm always wanting to learn something new um accordion is on my list um nice maybe, maybe bagpipes um you know i think it keeps keeps my my brain fresh to try to learn new things so definitely trying to learn something i had a roommate in college when i was at in school in boston that wanted to learn she learned a new instrument every semester and it was so impressive she told herself she would you know and there's all kinds of classes you know you can take 101 on in everything mm -hmm. And she actually did learn accordion and still plays today. She picked it up 
really quickly and loved it. <laughs> and it was mm -hmm. just the funniest, most random thing, but she really loves it. So I think you should, that should be your next instrument. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I've had my sister searching for, for one at, um, at auctions for, for years now. Um, so it's just a matter of getting one in, in my hands. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully at some point. <laughs> So you've been in Teach Music Online for a year, over a year now, mm -hmm. which is amazing mm -hmm. to me that it's been, it's been, it's just been such a fun journey with some, a lot of you teachers mm -hmm. who saw the potential of online lessons in 2019 before the pandemic really made everybody consider it. But tell me about what, what made you decide to consider it as an option even back then? Obviously now it's a great thing, but even back then, what was something that kind of sparked an interest for you with teaching online? So um, it, it kind of started with um, my niece's um, daughter and son. Uh, they live up in um, Grand Forks, um, North Dakota, and they weren't happy with their teacher. And I said, well, you know, I can teach them. So um, I started teaching them online and so they were my my first two and i had always like for years back i'd always had online as as a backup um just with facetime lessons i've had you know kids that car trouble or if they're sick so that's always been uh, you know my unofficial backup so i was kind of had it there and then i'm like you know i should i should just make this this a thing um so that's that's when i i joined um you know kind of pre-pandemic and yeah the rest is is history how it really blew up so when you first went joined teach music online did, were you thinking you know this could be an opportunity to market myself beyond my area or were you thinking you wanted it for the flexibility from you know what were, were kind of your ideas as why it would be a benefit for you a, a bit of both um definitely market myself beyond my area and just be able to um, you know, to teach, you know, to, to get my niche, you know, because I feel like I have, um, I, I don't know, because I'm only really familiar with my teaching and my, my teacher's teaching, but um, I think I have some unique approaches and um, that really draw students to me because mm -hmm. I keep getting contacts and I, you know, with 90 plus students, I don't have a lot of spots. So yeah, um, so it's great to have different, um, the ability, different time zones or the flexibility where they wouldn't normally come to me at, you know, 9pm or 7am. They'll log on no problem. Yes. So let's rewind back to March and April when you are now faced with you have to go online because of mm -hmm. virtual learning. How was that transition for you when, you know, you kind of made it a mandatory thing in your studio? So um, luckily timing was of the essence. Um, I, I remember, I remember it like it was just last year. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So we were going into spring break here and I kind of heard rumblings that they're not coming back after spring break. So I went on Amazon. I said, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this just to make it easier. So yeah, I, I spent a small fortune on, um, on things, which I didn't need to, but I saw the writing on the wall. And I'm like, if I'm going to want this thing, 
I need to get it now or I won't be able to. So, so that's, that's what, what I did. Um, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I kind of knew what I wanted it to look like. Um, I, I, I like to be able to show my, my hands. So I've got the overhead camera. Um, I, um, yeah, fun, fun fact, I was in tech support for years. So the technology came very naturally. Um, and, and I had um, old headphones from, from my, my, you know, phone days. So I, I knew what it was going to feel like to, to be online talking to a client, you know, two kids all day, every day. Um, so I, I kind of had that, that advantage, I guess. Um, yeah. So the, the tech setup though, um, just watching and learning from other, other people, um, like I, I knew I wanted the overhead. Um, I knew I wanted headphones. I didn't quite know like the speaking, being able to hear myself, how loud I was used to hearing my own voice in, in the microphone. So that's, that's been a challenge that, you know, the different, um, the different headphones with mic setups and, and even switching back and forth to my, my blue um, Yeti. Yeah. So um, tell us, tell us right now that now that it's been almost a year, what, what is your preferred setup now? Like tell us the headset, if you use headphones, um, if you use a microphone, you, what, you know, what, what have you switched over to that you really like? Yeah. So when I'm teaching, I usually use, um, uh, um, headset with the, the microphone it's, um, Bluetooth. So I can, I can move, I can, you know, go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the room, um, I teach on my, my digital piano. I found, I like the overhead more than I, I did use, um, the classroom maestro a little bit, but the MIDI, it was weird through. Mm. So I, I don't know. Um, I, I feel it's more helpful for them to see my fingers. See your hands. And yeah. So, so, so I have, um, overhead, um, as well. And, um, another teacher taught me the, the many cam, Mm-hmm. Um, which I haven't been, let's see, I wasn't with a student yet. So I have a little bit different setup when I am with a student in studio versus here's my. Great. It looks know, awesome. Yeah. That as well as. Um, For those have... listening on the podcast, I'll just explain. <laughs> so Bonnie's got, she's using Minicam to have her keyboard displayed below her face. And, you know, I want to ask about that because many cam previously, when I've tried it, there was quite a lag between what you're saying and what they're seeing. Have you found it to be better than it, it has been before? I, I haven't good? had, I haven't had any, any issues. Any issues? When I first decided to, to upgrade, I was using, um, a, a MacBook Air and I switched to MacBook Pro. Actually, I totally, I was Windows girl. I supported Windows 95. I remember. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. Um, But again, I I like learning new technology. So I just, I I took took the plunge. Um, I also 
really wanted to keep it integrated with with my iPhone, which I've done a long time, my iPhone and and my iPad, so yeah. I can screen share when I do theory classes or even um, if I'm just with a student and we want some more note practice, um, the flash note derby or note rush or or just to, yeah. to draw on the, you know, on um, use my Apple pencil and and you're using all the good things. It's great. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I love yeah. that. Well, that's great. I want to link, I'll link below to all of your, we'll get the details later on which brands you like. And many camera, a lot of teachers want to know more about that and how to use it with Zoom. Mm -hmm. So I'll be sure to link anything that they, that they might find helpful. So tell us about your group class situation. I want to learn about, are you doing, um, are you offering both one-on-one -on -one and group classes? Are you shifting to all group classes? And then after that, let's talk about what your group class uh, instruction looks like? Sure. Um, so, so when the, the pandemic happened, I realized that I was going to have an exclusive access to my students' time spots. <laughs> so, so for once, for once in forever, um, I could say, I'm going to have a class at this time, show up at this time. And, um, and they bought it, <laughs> so it was kind of awesome. Um, so, and again, kind of happenstance, I, I got into, um, I'd always done group classes um, just because I really enjoy them, but I'd always done them in person. Um, just kind of a fun thing to, to jump into, you know, some hands-on, you know, rhythm activities, listening, um, you know, physical doing stuff together in a group. There's a lot to be said for doing things in a group and developing rapport and camaraderie with, you know, with your other piano buddies, especially because you don't normally see, you know, each other. So, um, so what, what actually, how it actually went down, I'd been kind of looking for a theory course and, um, Gloria St. Germain, um, contact, I think I, I probably put my email in somewhere. And, and, and so um, I jumped on the ultimate music theory train. And I love it. Um, it it's the, the, the theory curriculum that I've been looking for, because I do Royal Conservatory with the kids. So it's just very, very natural. It's, um, it teaches to that test. And it has a lot of um, great memory devices, some that I was already kind of incorporating, but she does it to the max. So my theory, uh, my, my group courses mainly consist of music theory. Um, however, I'm always thinking of, of other things. I, I want to get back to my, my fun classes that, you know, we just, I would just pick a theme and we would do um, all sorts of things. I would make up games and I don't know. It was so just, are it your, just are your group classes, are they in addition to a weekly lesson with you right now? So they have yes. their piano instruction and then they pay extra for this mm -hmm. class where they get their theory instruction. Yes. Oh, yes. I love yes. that. Mm -hmm. How nice for you. Cause you don't have to cram it all in a 30 minute, 40 minute lesson. And it doesn't work. If you, if you try, yeah. there's just, you miss, just you miss so much. much. Oh, that is so yeah. fun. So you have, do you, I'm, I'm assuming you use the ultimate music theory levels and mm -hmm. they have, you know, the, the levels that they can sign up for and then they move to the next class when they finish that level. Right. 
Right. How many students yeah. do you have in a class? What's your max? Um, if I get, at, well, right now I'm not maxing out those classes. Um, in the summer I was, if I had over eight, it was, it was mm. too much. Um, you know, sometimes I had like 10 or 12, but right now I have between five and eight in each classes in each class. And I run, um, four classes a week with those. Okay. Four classes a week. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. So teachers, those watching and listening, you have so many opportunities to diversify your income with workshops, classes, like you mentioned games. And we, I think sometimes we assume that they won't want to pay more. Um, or we assume a, a financial cap for families, which I, I think it's good to be aware, but we also don't need to ever assume that. I think it's it's more in our benefit and in their benefit to provide our expertise and make it available. So while everyone might not, not sign up for those classes, making them available with students you already know and have a relationship with is such a great way to put more students into that one hour or half hour time spot and increase your income. Have you thought about doing your piano as group classes or for now, are you just actually, doing theory? Actually, yes, <laughs> it's, it's on my, on my list. Um, it both, both online and I'm, um, in, in the works of, of putting together my area a curriculum. Um, I want to do <laughs> piano group classes. Um, so we need my, to do a follow-up podcast. <laughs> we need to do a follow-up episode then in, in the summer maybe and see how that's, how the plan is we'll going. See. It's, 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 it's on the list. It's on the list because um, yeah, a, a lot of the, the students that I pick up as brand new students could very well go into a, a group keyboard class and then graduate. Um, mm -hmm. So I kind of have my progression. Every week inside the Teach Music Online membership, our members share their wins from the week. This is my favorite day of the week as I really get to see how our members, how these amazing teachers are transforming their lives and building thriving businesses. I wanted to share a few of their wins from this last week. Emily said, Carly, after your suggestion that we actually schedule time to work on specific things, I've been doing that and it has helped so much. I'm getting more accomplished and my brain is not always distracted. Way to go, Emily. She's talking about the time management workshop that's in the membership. And Tess shared this. She said, I have two new student trials coming up in the next few days. If they sign up, I'll be at 13 total. And when I started Carly's course, I only had two. I also just moved to LA and my new keyboard came in this week and I love it so much. My old one didn't have a pedal. So this is definitely an upgrade. Haha. <laughs> I'm so excited for Tess. She's someone who I've visited with a couple of times. She her life just changed when COVID hit. She's a performer. She's in musical theater. And when COVID hit, that whole industry kind of disappeared. And so she decided to go back to starting to teach piano students again. And she just started right online. And she's at 13 students now. So, so happy to hear about Tessa's success. Okay, let's dive back into our interview with Bonnie. I'm curious, moving forward, are you hoping to stay all online? Are you doing a hybrid? What's your game plan? I'm, I'm currently doing a hybrid. Um, I, I will, I will stay online as long as there are students that want online. In fact, I've picked up students that 
will never be able to come to me because yeah. they're too far away. Um, so in order to accommodate them, I'll, I'll stay online. And plus it's, it's great because I don't have students missing lessons anymore. Um, as far as like, um, I've got the sniffles or, or, um, she's got a dentist appointment and can't make it right. Yeah. You know, at like, we can't get there physically get there and back. Well, and I just do it online. It's fine. It's forever um, so. a, a wonderful, a wonderful substitution. That is mm -hmm. so, it's so great to hear, you know, the pandemic forced teachers to learn the skills needed and it's going to, it, it will never be the same. It, and students now know how to learn online, um, whether they love it or not, you know, might vary from family to family, parent to parent, but it is definitely an option. All right. So in the membership, you posted about your virtual Federation Festival. Can you tell us what that is when you're having it? A little bit about what you're creating for your studio. Sure. Well, it's not something that I've created. It's actually um, the National Federation of Music Clubs. Um, and I guess, you know, we need to re rewind a little bit because, you know, we've got to this, this, this point because um, I have my students do piano guild <laughs> virtually with recordings and, um, and then um, again, writing on the wall that that things are going to be virtual, um, combined with um, the center where my kids used to go, um, decided they weren't going to do it anymore, and that was pre-COVID, and they needed somewhere to go. So I had already taken on the chairperson role of that, and. Um, knew that that we'd have to have an online component in order to, for for kids to participate because I think um, you know one of my biggest things is is kids need concrete goals something to work for and and so we do that a lot in my studio with with festivals um, with with the guild with the Royal Conservatory recitals we have a lot of recitals um, and then with the the federation so um, my series of mem um, member, I'm a member of the National Federation of Music Clubs. And um, I think much of Florida is going to recordings, which we already did for the Guild in um, May and June. And I just decided, you know, a lot of the kids didn't do it the right way, despite me saying, okay, be ready, and then record, you can you can record each piece, we're okay with that, you know, because we're making up our own rules now as we go. Um, and, and they just, you know, knocked themselves out, recorded it multiple times to get it perfect. I'm like, that's not the purpose. You know, the purpose is, is live performance. So um, decided uh, as well as we are able, again, because we're in Florida, good, good and bad, um, we can offer in, in person. So we are doing an, an, a day in person, February 6th and a, a day virtual on February 7th um via via zoom um so that way we can accommodate you know all the students that that will not go out can't go out they they still get the chance to perform live for a judge and participate um okay i have a couple of questions because this is really spotlighting you and your online teaching and your business um i have a few additional questions that i know it's always helpful to hear for a teacher who's running a thriving business, the tools that you're using that are working for you. So what is your favorite or how have you 
decided to manage your studio. I think you use my music staff. Is that I right? Do. Okay. I can do. you tell us about how it's going and how you have it set up? If I didn't have my music staff, I <laughs> would not know what I was doing. Um, I used to just, um, well, luckily I have a very good memory. Um, so I would just memorize, like I, I would write down my student time slots and then I'd take my paper and it'd be over there somewhere. And I know, um, all right, well, Isabella's at three o'clock on Mondays and then it's it's Luke and then it's Noah and then it's, you know, and I, I, I would just know that. And I still pretty much know that, but um, they don't always know that is the problem. And, and even though, you know, Isabella comes every Monday at three o'clock, you know, mom forgets and Isabel forgets. So my music staff sends them the reminders and it bills them. So I don't have to, all of the stuff that I don't like about teaching, my music staff does. You, it's like, what, you set it all up, that? set it and forget it. What is that device? I don't, I don't remember <laughs> what that is, but, um, but yeah, basically you just set it, set it all up and it, it, it does all, all of the stuff. And I love it. That's yeah. very cool. Do you, for those list, listening who have not tried my music staff, you know, we have a lot of teachers that use spreadsheets, Google sheets, you know, Google calendar, and there are so many ways to be organized. I think what I want teachers listening to know is you need to be organized and you waste, teachers waste so much time in studio management. I mean, you could spend easily four or five hours a week moving students around if you allow cancellations or makeup or whatever your policies are. Um, my music staff really helps you get organized, I feel like, because you put them in a time, they stick with that time. But what are some of the other features in there for those that have never looked at it that you use for this for your business? Um, so if I have specific notes, like something um, like ju we've just come through setting um, goals with the, the, each of the students. And so I'll, I'll pull it up and I'll type notes. Um, I can email those notes right to the parent. And, and so they know, you know, or if, if um, we talked about something in, in the lesson that the student needs, um, it's, it's just all in one place communication, especially with the, the group classes. Um, earlier, I, I've got a group class later today and I wanted to send them a note because they're moving to the, the, the next book and, you know, hey, you know, just a reminder, you have to get this, this next book. And so I could go to the calendar and I could email all of them. I don't have to look up an email. I don't have to look up, yeah. um, you know, a, a cell phone to text them. And, and it's, it's all there. It's very, um, you know, a lot of transparency for the, the parent knowing, you know, they can log in and they can see the notes, um, you know, and they can look back historically. I can also track repertoire. So I, in a snapshot, I can look down my list for today. I see who all is coming and what they're working on just in case my memory fails me, mm -hmm. <laughs> which, you know, every once in a while. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Do you have any favorite apps that you use with your students online or in person? Um, I, I use the Flashnote Derby a lot, especially online, not, not as much in person because if they're in person, I'll use the, the note rush depending upon what little, um, you know, they like the race of the, the, the Flashnote. 
Yes. Um, it's great yeah. for be- young beginners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, especially because the reindeer are still here. We always have to see if the reindeer oh, are yes. still here. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's very important. Um, I, I like that. I use um, Pia score for all of my, um, my digital, like if we're doing markup on any music um, or also for my, my theory classes. So I can write. Yes. Um, I couldn't live with out that I, I so, the first so teachers PS score is it's free and it is something you can import PDFs to and mark them up. And then do you send your markings to the student after a lesson or it just during the lesson? Usually I will put it into Tanara, which is another I, I could not live without how do you Tanara. do that? Do you screen do you screenshot it and then enter it as a, a photo? I do a lot of screenshotting yeah. um, because it's just a lot easier than than saving it and then yes. finding where I saved it and upload it. So I'll just I'll just screenshot it. Um, okay, I want to I want to say that again because teachers I get this question a lot with how do you connect things with Tanara. So Tanara is another app that you use then for for I'm um, for student assignments and practice mm-hmm. and I mean it sounds like you use all of my favorite tools as well. So. What what Bonnie does, teachers, is she uses Pia Score to write on the music, and you have a you have an Apple Pen that you can do that with. Mm-hmm. Then you can screenshot your screen. A screenshot just means take a picture, and then with Tanara, you can attach you can attach a link to YouTube. You can also attach pictures, so you can just click the little plus sign, add any pictures, which includes screenshots from your iPad. That's a great solution, quick solution for the end of a lesson when you want to attach that. I, I also use um, Tanara a lot because, um, you know, especially getting ready for festival, um, you know, you can tell them once in a lesson, but if, if um, you can record it, which now technology has opened this up, you know, when I was sitting over in the chair, they were sitting at the piano. Um, we just had to rely on their ability to remember it mm-hmm. and to practice it and, you know, and to come back the next week and have it learned. Well, now, um, regardless of if they're sitting there or if, if they're on the other end of the screen, a lot of times they'll say, now this is really, really important. Um, give me a moment, I'm, go- I'm going to um, switch to my overhead and uh, let, let me just say this while I'm recording it. And, and then I will attach it into Tanara. So they hear it, they hear it, they can be practicing it while I'm attaching it. So we do it all real time. And that's worked um, like a charm. You're recording it within Zoom? Um, actually, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Another tool. More steps, more steps. So I use my QuickTime player. Yep. And, and, and I do, I just do a new movie recording. Sometimes I'll use my, my mini cam, um, that, you know, so that they can see what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, You know, me talking to them and other times I'll just use the pure, you know, the, the keyboard. Yeah. So they can, so you'll say, you'll do a quick time screen recording screen recording of your, your screen, or it's connected to Uh, mini cam. No, actually connected to to many cam okay yes. gotcha and then you'll yes, save whatever. that you'll save that .mov or .mp4 I'm, I can't remember what QuickTime does and then you can attach that directly on Tanara yes okay yes. great great tip so you have to be quick 
Yes, you have to be really, a lot of practice. Really quick. You have to be able to multitask a lot. We yeah. should have a, in the membership, we should have a practice session and to get everyone on their MacBooks. Everyone can record at the same time. We can walk everyone through the tech because I think that's the roadblock for teachers. You know, they're going to hear this interview with you and go, that all sounds amazing. But to actually, you know, get the right setup and then to feel comfortable enough to do it during a lesson is another, you know, couple mm -hmm. of, couple of days of practice. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't always work. So, you know, you, you have to just be able to go with the flow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It doesn't always work to the, you know, to exactly what we want, want it to be. Well, Bonnie, this is so fun. I have, I have more thoughts and questions. I feel like we could, we could chat more. Um, do you have a place where teachers listening could, could learn more about your studio? Do you have a website or a Facebook page? They could get to know you a little bit better. I, I do. I have a Facebook page. Um, you can just find me, Bonnie Signhorse Music Studio, on on Facebook. Um, right now, I'm kind of keeping it kind of low key because people still find me, and I, I know full. it's bad. It, yeah, it's it's not a, a bad spot to be, but I I hate telling them, and some of them actually are kind of. A, a bit aggressive. It's like, no, we can come at 9 p.m. I'm like, no, I, I don't want you to come at 9 p.m. So, so yeah. For your um, new student so inquiries. I, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. You're not, you're not, you're not doing a lot of marketing or content creation right now as far as looking for mm, students. No, no, not. <laughs> Our last question is why do you love teaching? Why do you do it? Or why do you love it? What, what motivates you? Well, so that, that could um, springboard to a lot of different things. I, I think um, part of my, my teaching style is, is just um, one, I'm gen genuinely interested in, in every kid. Um, you know, I know it's, it's something they say, if you, if you really want to, to, to invest in the students and keep the students, they have to feel valuable to you. And mm. I, I, I remember... Um, I, again, my, my memory being really, really good. I remember what I wanted from my teachers. I wanted to go in there and I wanted them to ask about me and, and to know about me. And so I, and I just naturally do that with the kids. I, I, I'm very curious. I think, um, staying curious, um, helps with the, the motivation. It's like, how, how was your day? What did, you know, it, it can even go from what did you work on? Um, and, and I don't know where that's going to go. That, that could be going into the piece or last week, somebody said, I, um, I asked my friends on the playground, um, I would pay them $10 if anyone could pronounce Haydn's name correctly. I'm like, oh, wow, you must have been the most popular kid on the playground. Not necessarily because she would pay him $10. Nobody could um, pronounce it correctly. Um, but um, just because it's like you think and you, well, and I think that that being a musician, being a piano player is super cool. And guess what? You're telling all your friends that's super cool. So my, my kids, my, my students are my, I mean, they're my kids, <laughs> you know, even though they're not my kids. So um, they motivate me. Um, and, and I, I really, I genuinely like them. I look forward to seeing them week after week. 
and they I think they know that that's it. so that's one of the one of the pieces of the pie for why you teach (laughs) I can tell you have so many you have so many passions and reasons for doing what you do thank you for sharing thank you for sharing your tech knowledge all of the things that you have going on I know it's going to inspire teachers to maybe make slight shifts in their studio that they've been wanting to do but they just needed to hear that it's working for someone else so thanks so much Bonnie it was great Who is your business coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I created a virtual course and coaching membership called Teach Music Online that I want to invite you to join me in. With 60 plus videos, online teaching certification, monthly live group sessions, hundreds of hours of recordings, and online forums, you'll know exactly how to create a thriving online business that gives you the flexibility and freedom that I know you deserve. Plus, you'll have the support of hundreds of like-minded teachers along the way. So when you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast to the 10x level, then come check out the Teach Music Online membership at teachmusic.online forward slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing week and as always, happy teaching.